Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. I'm so excited you're here today. During our time together, we're gonna hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. All right, what's up, friends? Okay, so today's guest is one of my favorite people because we've been through a lot together. (laughs) Um, We have Jordan on the line today, Jordan Vega. She is a college student from Orlando, Florida, who recently recommitted her life to Christ. After experiencing the healing power of God, there was no denying that God had his hand in her life. Jordan loves people and new experiences and prays daily that God would use her as a vessel to share his word. So that is who Jordan is on paper. But to me, Jordan is um, a mentee, a friend, a an inspiration to me. Um, she is incredible. So hello, Jordan. Thank you for hanging out. Hello. Oh my gosh, such sweet words. I'm so excited to be here. Ainsley, I absolutely love you. You have brought me through some crazy things. <laughs> I love you. You're the best. And I always like, when I think of such a, like when I think of online mentoring and whenever I'm running that program, I'm like, Jordan is my star mentee. Like, <laughs> she did the work. She showed up. She was like the best prime example of my mentee. So that's really why I wanted to have you on is because your story is so powerful and it is so filled with the Lord that it's undeniable. And and it's pretty much like you said in your bio. So if you are willing or whatever you're willing to share, we want to hear. So tell us more about your story and how you became the person you are today. So I was pretty much, I would say, raised in the church um, for most of my life. Um, And I think right about when I graduated high school, I kind of wasn't really feeling it anymore. And um, I was like, I'm just going to take a step back from all of this. And I think that's when I kind of entered a season of rebellion, um, as my parents would probably call it. Um, And I think God just really was like, I'm not going to give up on this one. And I constantly had that reminder, like he was constantly pulling on my heart, constantly nudging me. Um, I constantly was, had a convicted heart always, um, even in like the darkest hour. Um, and so I went through a really tough season of my life, um, in a pretty, um, intense relationship. And I kind of knew that it wasn't what God wanted for me. It wasn't the plan that God had for my life. And I just knew that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, and after trying a million times, um, I finally, well, my mom stumbled upon um, Ainsley on Instagram and um, was like, hey, like this girl does mentoring. You should probably try it. And at the time I was like, um, no, I'm not talking to anybody about my problems. Like, why would you suggest that? Um, but I did it. And I would say the first time um, you and I did mentoring together, was kind of like half in, half out. Um, I was putting in the work kind of, but not really. Um, and then I got to a place where I was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And so I signed up again for a second time, this time by my own like will. I was like, mom, I need this. Yeah. And um, 
and then Ainsley and I like went so hard. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. We go <laughs> straight into it. Um, and I think the what God was really telling me was that I needed to be intentional. Um, and so mm. I feel like a lot of people always say like, oh, like I have a word for the year. I have a word for the year. So my word for the year was intentional. I was going to be so intentional about everything that I did, um, especially once I started mentoring with Ainsley for the second time. And um, I think that's really where God got me. He was like, okay, we're going to do this. You're going to be intentional about everything you do. And um, we're going to make it through. And I like hands tied behind my back, face first, just dove into taking advice and listening before talking and um, seeking help. And I just really did that. And I opened my Bible and I read and I don't even like reading. And he <laughs> started revealing himself to me and revealing my identity. And at that point, I feel like it almost became addicting. Like I was like, wow, like this really loves me. (laughs) And he he thinks all these things about me. And, um, so I kind of just, from there, it was really over. Um, I was able to let go of a lot of things that I was holding on to friends, relationships, bad decisions, and just, um, turn my back to it completely and fully embrace with open arms, what God wanted to do in my life. And, um, it's obviously still a work in progress, but every single day God shows up for me. And every single day I put my best foot forward in showing up for him too. And saying, whatever you want from me today, we're going to do that. Um, that, that's kind of like the short, less detailed version. Um, but yeah, I'm just really on fire for wanting to know what God has for me and, um, doing everything I can to just have those open arms um, and embracing whatever it is he's going to bring my way. Yeah, for sure. And and I wish that everyone could hear you like 20 weeks ago <laughs> as opposed to now. You know, it was you are uh, you have just experienced an incredible move of God and. And so the reason that, you know, I want to have you on here is because it's so fresh for you and you are, you're able to articulate it, articulate, articulate it in a way that I can't, um, not saying that, you know, other moves of God are not, you know, I can, I can articulate some other things, but this specific area where you felt, um, shame or you felt, you were hard on yourself. You beat yourself up a lot. And um, God has restored so much joy in you and so much hope and so much life. So one of the things that you said is about being intentional. And I guess my question is, what does that what does that look like practically in your life? Like if you were to tell someone about being intentional, what, what would you say? What does that mean? Um, I think for me, it was a little bit, some of them are kind of funny, um, but for me, it was just like every little thing that I did, like I journaled every single day and it was just me having casual conversation with God. I'd be like, Hey, it's me again. And I'm like writing in this journal, um, and just kind of pouring yeah. that out to him. Um, more like sillier things was, um, like when I knew that I shouldn't be texting this person, I would change their name in my phone to like scam likely. So I wouldn't answer or like, um, I would just like change it to something silly. And, um, and then another thing was like, um, when I gave you my Twitter password, 
um, because yeah. that, that was something that I struggled with was going on social media and like looking to hurt myself by looking through either um, old friends, social media accounts or um, a past boyfriend, social media account. Like it was just something that I was like, I had was not exhibiting any self-control over. So I made an intentional step to say, Hey, I can't do this on my own. So I need you to help me. So can you please go and change my Twitter password? Um, and we did that and you didn't give it to me till the end of <laughs> like 12 weeks later or whenever it was yeah. that I gave you. Um, so I think little things like that of just being super intentional and asking for help too is a big thing. Like, um, I don't believe that we're called to do life alone. Um, so asking people for help and making sure that, um, despite everything that you're just gonna, even if you hate it, even if you don't want to do it, like I need to make it a point to do this. I need to go out of my way to do this. Um, I like, muted people on social media and people I loved and I still do love, but I knew that my heart wasn't ready to see certain things or um, my heart wasn't ready to um, be missing out on certain things. Like I really struggled with FOMO. Um, So just little things like that and guarding my heart and being intentional about my space and um, what I allow into my mind and that sort of thing is kind of what it looked like for me. Um, So and that's huge. I mean, those things are the practical tools that help you stay confident in the middle of a low place or, you know, just that's the kind of stuff that you can cling to, that you can practically do and share that with other people to yeah. yield the same result, right? Yeah, definitely. Um and I just want to reiterate, you were talking about giving someone power to change your Twitter password, which you gave to me, which um, was hilarious because I totally forgot about it. I mean, I changed it and then forgot about it. And then at the end, we had almost totally both forgotten about it. And you're like, oh, wait, my Twitter password. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. And then muting people on social media. That's awesome. That's such good advice. And then the funny thing about changing the name in your phone is one time you put the name as was it something like I, you promised Ainsley you wouldn't? Yeah. So I, you had said something to me like, um, like okay, you have to promise me you're not going to answer. And you were like, because if you promise yourself, you're going to do it. So promise me. So I was like, okay, Ainsley, I promise I won't. And then I changed the name in my phone to you promised Ainsley you wouldn't. And so I knew I was reminded that if I did this, I would be breaking a promise. So I cannot, I can't yeah. promise. So that one was really <laughs> that was so funny and brilliant also because we do you know make promises to ourselves that we break really often but it's a lot harder to break a promise to someone else it's so true in, in my opinion no I, I think it is so um it, it just cracked me up when you did that because I was like that is so good like that is so good um so we you and I both have a history of a toxic relationship. And that is one thing that we bonded over because I had absolutely gone through something that you had. Um, so what would you say to someone else who might be in a similar situation of that specific kind of relationship and they're um, just in, in the thick of it right now? What would you say to them? 
what's funny is I think you had asked me this question um, when we were going through like the process of mentoring and this kind of like really stumped me because I was like, that is such a great question. Like, what would I tell myself? (laughs) And um, I think the biggest thing is, and this was really hard for me to, um, to learn. um, And it's, you shouldn't allow your heart to break like a hundred times. And I say that like heartbreak kind of loosely. Like I know some people think heartbreak is just like when they break up with you, which yeah, that is heartbreak too. But I think all the little things during the relationship that hurt you and you you struggle to say something about, or it's like you kind of wouldn't have let that slide before, or it wouldn't be something you typically are okay with. I think those kind of things also add and are like little mini heartbreaks along the way. Um, so I think it's important to know, um, when to walk away is definitely something I would tell myself and like all those little red flags and all of those small things that I was ignoring at the time was just setting up how the rest of the relationship was going to go. So everything I let slide just was setting the tone, um, for how bad the ending was going to be. And I think those little things are God. God was warning me really was like, Hey, here's a little thing, um, as like a little red flag. So if you keep going, these are probably going to get bigger. So maybe we should step away now. Um, and I didn't really get it. And, um, in the beginning, whenever we would, um, fight or whatever it may be, I really thought that all of the fighting and like the manipulation was going to do was change how I saw them, um, how I saw this person, but the manipulation didn't really only change how I saw them, but it also changed how I saw me. And I struggled with knowing who I was in that relationship. So when I got out of it, I was completely lost. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea where to go next. I had really no friends. I was completely like stuck, like, okay, now what? Um, And I think that's where the healing work kind of really started was when I realized that I had completely lost myself in this person. And so when I think about it, I'm like, man, throughout this relationship, when I look back on it, I I didn't only feel a certain way about that person. I also felt a certain type of way about me. Like I was like struggling with knowing my worth. I was struggling with, um, am I good enough? Am I going to find somebody? Um, yeah. Am I ever going to be able to love again? Will somebody be able to love me? Is this going to be a problem in the future? And that is so much harder to recover from than like the short time that you're sad for this person not being in your life. So I think I would go back and tell myself like, hey, you need to get out of this right now and take a couple weeks and maybe be sad for a little while because mm-hmm. you're in your life. Because if you don't, you're going to have to do so much healing work and so much recovery work and so much um, put so much more time into rebuilding yourself that that heartbreak, that small heartbreak of not having that person in your life doesn't even compare to the heartbreak of finding out that you lost yourself and now you have to find that person again and forgive yourself really because I, I definitely struggled with forgiving myself for not, for not standing up for my myself, for not yeah. advocating for myself, for not um, being like that person where I was like, no, you don't get to talk to me like that. You don't get to treat me like that. 
um, yeah. not doing that. And it's really hard to look back and say, I really did that. Like I really let that slide. Yeah. Um, but God really was the one who restored that in me completely. I give all credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for sure. You, you definitely did the work and were open to letting God um, in and, and do what he needed to do, which is one of the hardest things yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and during like this time, that was, I mean, this was all when we were doing mentoring. Mm-hmm. So for you and for anyone else who might be going through this situation, how important was it to have someone to reach out to who was a safe person? Would you say that, you know, it was like, absolutely crucial would you say eh, I could have lived without it like how what did, where does that rank and the reason that I'm asking is because I think that mentoring for anyone at any age um, has a, has an impact and knowing or how to identify the safe people in your life whether it's a mentor or just a friend I think is is something that everyone at least needs to identify but how do you how do you see it what do you think Um, I think for me, um, you know, my relationship um, with my toxic relationship was almost three years long. Um, So I feel like for me, it was super crucial. Um, It it wasn't three years long for a lack of trying to get out. Um, I think it was three years long because it was just that hard. I was just that deep. Um, And I think when you and I met and I... I felt like I was talking to me in the future. Like, honestly, I was like, wow, like this girl, our stories are so similar, like so similar. It was insane. And I was like, wow, like it. And I remember this was like a huge thing for us. Um, I would always say, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, you and I had a moment where I was like, this is the light. I see it. We're here. We've arrived at the light. Um, Yes. I think that if for nothing else, um, mentoring was really crucial for me for accountability, um, like making that promise. Like I probably am not going to reach out to that person. Um, and just bringing another person in where they're like, you, you are worth more like friendly reminder, like you do deserve better. Um, because a lot of times it kind of gets lonely, um, where you get to this place where you're like, wait, maybe if I just do this, then they'll change. Or maybe if I just do that, then, but it's like, no, yeah. someone who, and I, and it's really hard because I feel like being in a toxic relationship is kind of a special place um, to be in. It's kind of different than a lot of other scenarios. Um, but just having someone who's like, you're not who they say you are. Like, you're not who, like he treated you as like, that's not you. Like how he's treating you is not a testament of who you are. And you can't believe that that's what that is. And I think for you and I, it was like, we would get on the call and I would be like, Ainsley, these are the lies I'm believing. Like I cannot get out of my head. Like it's so loud today. And you would sit there and we would go one by one and break down the lie and bring me back to earth pretty much where it was like, okay, I'm grounded again. Like we're good. I can take on the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that it was like vital. Like it was so important. There were times where I couldn't even make it the two weeks um, yeah. where I, we have to talk today. Like it has to happen. Um, 
And so I think in those times where you're like, I need to talk to someone today, we all, I feel like everybody gets there where they're just at their breaking yeah. point. Um, and those moments I feel like are when the enemy is like, he's like on the prowl. Like he's like, I'm going to get her right now. And so having a mentor and having that person where it's like, they kind of can get to you and kind of can shield you when you can't shield yourself in that moment from the enemy is so important. It's so important to have that person. And I think too, um, and you and I have talked about this before about um, having different kinds of friends. Like I've learned that, you know, some friends are there for you to be there for them. Other friends are there for them to be there for you. Some friends are there for a fun time. And I think separating that too, where it's like your mentor or whoever you're going to with these problems needs to be someone that you trust to shield you, like to like cover you when you're just so broken that you can't cover yourself on that day. Um, And so that's really what mentoring was for me. And it was, I don't think that I would have been like, I think I would have had a lot more, not to say that God wouldn't have done it anyway, but I think I would have had a lot more um, times of like things that I could have avoided. Like if it was, oh, I accidentally reached out to him today or I did this. Like I would literally text you and be like, well, I feel like I'm going to text him right now. So I'm texting you instead. Um, Yeah. Just like a little bit. That (laughs) is like so important because it's like, if I didn't have that, I would have texted him. And I don't think that God would have left me in that place, but it would have just taken a little bit longer for me to get to where he wanted me to be. Right. Yes, that's perfect. Like It's like your story would would have never been wasted or your purpose would have never gone unfulfilled, but it's just like you got to that healthier place a little bit quicker. Yeah. Which is awesome. And that is just a testament to the Lord and also your mom being awesome and (laughs) (laughs) dropping that, that um, little tidbit to you. Now, what you have really been kind of talking about or or what I've been hearing at least is really this confidence in the power of God and and healing and what that has looked like in your life. Um, And and specifically after a toxic relationship, but how does this whole experience like frame, you know, your idea of the healing power of God? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, up until this point in my life, I, I think, like, not to say my life was perfect, but I don't think I had been through anything quite as, um, like, detrimental as this was. Um, so mm-hmm. I did, and not to say that I, like, didn't believe he could do it, but it was almost like he, I, I hadn't experienced it firsthand. Um, right. And there are times where I just kind of sit back and I'm like, how in the world did I get here? Because there were, I was so broken. And um, I, I think you just get to a place where you just sit back in amazement and you're like, wow, like God really did that. Like things God did that. (laughs) Uh, And it's just like, I know for me, one of the biggest things was I had like, um, like flashcards on like a ring that I kept in my bag that had Bible, I had handwritten the Bible verses out onto them. And um, they were all pretty much about identity and who I was in God. And I think that in itself 
was kind of a step towards healing and um, him just reminding me who I was and him just like reassuring me and listening to that voice instead of the other voices or listening to that voice instead of um, like whatever social media said or whatever um, my ex-boyfriend had said about me. It was like night and day. Like it was God really just was like, I'm taking you out of this place and I don't care if I have to drag you. Like (laughs) we are going to reach a place of healing. And I don't think that I'm like, I can sit here and say like, I'm a thousand percent healed. Like there's nothing that God can't do like can do more in me. Like I think healing is like an everyday thing. Um, and, but I think it's insane. Like, especially when you're like, when people say things to you, like, wow, like you literally radiate a different energy. When someone said that to me, I was like, stop. It was Jesus. Like it was, (laughs) you see, like, (laughs) um, so I think that's really like when I like noticed the healing in myself is when people started noticing it too. And I got like, I I had the privilege of saying like what you're seeing is literally God because I could not, like I could never. Um, And so I have such, like I grew such a respect and like such a dependency on that, that it was like, that's all I even like ever want anymore. Like it's like the feeling it gives you is just like, wow, like there's really nothing he can't do. Like there yeah. is really like, and I think that's where kind of like the hope for the future comes in too, is holding on to that. And I think that's really where my confidence comes from is because God healed me. And I look back and I'm like, wow, he really took me out of that place. So if he can take me out of that place and now I'm in this place, imagine where I'm going. And so that's where my confidence really lies is in that future and what he's going to do because of what he already did. If that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Preach. I love that. So let's say you're talking to your younger, less confident self. What is, you know, we, we talked about what you would say to someone else, but what would you say to yourself? Um, just in a younger state, whether that's, you know, a week ago, a month ago, or a year ago, whatever, what would you, what advice would you give your younger, less confident self? Um, I think I would definitely tell her that there's only one opinion that matters. Um, and that's God's opinion of you. Like your peers are not going to be sitting at the gates of heaven. Like, oh, I thought this of you. So you're, you don't get to get in. Like, um like it's gonna be god and and he's gonna say well done good and faithful servant and like that'll be it so um i think i would really tell my younger self like live to please god and not care what anybody else thinks about you um because it's so important to know that at the end of the day his opinion is the only one that matters and he says you're beautiful and he says you're loved and he says you're all of these things and when you cling on to that and when you hold on to that, it's almost like the volume of the world cannot compare. Like it, it does not measure up and that his voice becomes so much louder. If that's just what you cling on to. Um, and honestly, I like younger me a year ago, even six months ago, I don't think I would have seen myself being as confident as I am now. And that was like only God. 
Um, so I think I would make it a point to tell her that it's Jesus. Like, that's it. Like, that's, that's where it lies. Like, that's where it's at. Um, Mm -hmm. you can put as much makeup on, you can try to keep up with as many people, you can post as many pictures, you can show as much skin, but at the end of the day, like it, you're not going to feel validated. You're not going to feel confident. You're not going to feel anything until you really like experience true joy or you experience like the feeling of like, man, like God really loves me. Like he really made the whole world and me. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. and me the stars in the sky and Jordan <laughs> yeah um so I think like that's kind of where my, I put my confidence and it's been a game changer honestly yeah absolutely I mean I it, it honestly blows my mind Jordan like how much you have changed in such a short amount of time and how much that you have literally allowed the Lord to alter your reality and, and like the people that you're around the, your heart. I mean, you are a totally different person in, in every incredible, amazing way. And I'm so proud of you for all of the work that you've been doing. Um, and, and I say the word work because I don't know if you agree, but it was hard. It's hard. Finding and keeping confidence, especially in the Lord, um, isn't easy. It's just not. But it's doable. And it's a beautiful reward whenever you get to the point where you're at, which is this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Like when I tell you that was the best text I have probably (laughs) ever received. It was like... I have fa- I am at the end of the tunnel. I am at the place that I have been chasing and craving. And the great news is that there is hope for that in other people. Yeah, it's so true. It's and so- that the Lord is just waiting at the you know to to give that confidence yeah. and give that hope to someone. Um, and I really believe that someone who will hear this is going to be going through something similar that you and I did. And I mean, I can just tell that this is going to impact them in a positive way for the kingdom. So I'm just so excited. I'm so um, And I just love your story. I mean, it's so, I agree. Whenever you were talking about an older version of you, like when I was listening to your story, I was like, yep, this was me. She was me. And I was like, yeah, it was so funny. It is. It's hilarious. And, and man, God is so good. He just did the work in both of our lives. And, you know, in this, honestly, you coming on is one of the ways that you're able to share that with someone else. So this ripple effect of healing is, I think, one of the most beautiful things of hardship. Yeah. Is that, you know, my story will lend to your story, which lends to someone else's story, which lends to someone else's story that all circles back to the healing power of God and rooting and finding and keeping and sharing our confidence in him. Yeah. I think it's so crazy too. You and I are such a testament of like how far God will go because we live in two different states (laughs) in two different time zones and we connected somehow (laughs) and our stories were the same somehow. Um, And it's like God literally had to orchestrate this crazy plan of a girl, two different girls in two different states and put us together. And I think that that in itself is just, 
such a testament to what God, the lengths God will go for yeah. his daughter. Absolutely. I mean, we've literally never met in person. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet God can use just any circumstance in any situation and come hell or high water, he's going to get healing to his daughters and to his kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I love that, Jordan. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that it's going to bless um, someone. But how can we pray for you? As a community, I hope to foster with this podcast. <laughs> um, I want us all to just be covering each other in prayer. So how can we pray for you? Um, I think continued strength and mm-hmm. um, just that God will continue to reveal himself. Um, and I think I live kind of like in one step in front of the other so that I would be able to clearly see what that one step in front of the other is um, always. I have been, I'm so grateful to have been here. Um, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Of course, uh, always. You can, I'll have you on anytime, anywhere because you are awesome. Um, and and I wanted other people to be able to connect with you too. So where can our friends find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Jordan S. Vega. Um, Vega, my last name, has two A's. Perfect. Find her. Tell her how much you love her. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan. Well, thank you so much. You are the best. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.